Have you ever been tempted to give up or check out in your walk with God? Have you been at a place in life's journey where you felt overwhelmed and overshadowed by life's obstacles, setbacks, or heartaches? It could be you are at such a place right now, a place where you are hungering for hope. If so, then Hope Along the Journey podcast is a ministry of encouragement created specifically with you and others just like you in mind. And now, here is your host, Mark Cravens, to share a word of encouragement with you today. Thank you for listening to today's Hope Along the Journey podcast. Hi, I'm Mark Cravens, your podcast host, and we're delighted that you have joined us today. I wanted to take some of these podcasts and focus them on, on ways that maybe we can have a better year or improve our quality of life on our relationship with God. And so one of the persons that I wanted to bring on the podcast was none other than Susanna Shuey. Susanna, welcome to the Hope Along the Journey podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. Susanna, you're, you listen to the podcast, don't you? I do. Yeah, I know I like you do. You like the podcast. I know you because you always say some nice things. And I like people who say nice things, you know, so I appreciate it. Uh, and you listen sometimes while you're out doing your morning run, don't you? I, I do. Yeah, that's neat. Well, Susanna uh, had has a BA in biology and she's got a master's degree from West Virginia University in public health. And she's also a physician's assistant. You've got a lot of education there, young lady. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. So we, we, she's well qualified to talk about what she's going to share today. On top of that, Susanna is also a homeschool mom. She has three boys and with the help of her parents, and I think I understand this right, they were both formerly school teachers? Correct. So, between, so you got three boys and there are three of you. So uh, I guess that's one, one boy for each of you, uh, but that's great. And so you homeschool and you enjoy reading, running, uh, you enjoy working in your flower beds when the weather permits, not going to be doing much of that here in January, but uh, you just, you, your person's got a lot of diverse interests and in talking Susanna before I, we've talked about this matter of uh, being healthy in your mind, your body, and spirit. And I'd like to kind of just jump into that topic today by asking you this, this question, opening question. Why are you so passionate about this? And how did this passion start in your life? Um, I've always been interested in physical health in particular. Um, I grew up in a small town and I grew up and that was out in the country and my grandparents were very, they worked with food. They basically, they worked out in the garden. When I say food, I'm talking food from the earth. My grandfather, my grandmother canned. I started, you know, learning very early how, what we eat leads to health. And I actually consider that a gift that I grew up eating real food. Um, knowing where it comes from, how to cook it, how to preserve it. Um, you, so that you were organic a, before organic became popular, right? Yeah, I could say yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my grandpa, when he would grow the corn, sometimes I'd go out in the garden, I'd get an ear of corn and I'd eat a raw ear of corn. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah. yeah. 
Um, so I was kind of interested in that early on. Um, and I've always been kind of physically, more physically active person. So that's been a, a thing that I've enjoyed. Um, as a kid, I liked to bike and we would go for hikes up in the woods and my cousins and I would build forts in the woods. So we were outside a lot. Um, so that's, it's always been a, an interest of mine. And then when I, yeah. when I went into, I, I had always wanted to go into medicine and mm. when I got my public health degree, you know, it helps, it just kind of broadens your view of right. you know, right. where, where health, you know, comes from. Mm-hmm. So that's great. You know, um, and as, as many of us, not you, you're still very young, but as many of us are aging, uh, health becomes a, a major issue for us. Right. And, uh, and some of us, including myself, are reaping some of the bad choices we've made health-wise across the years. I don't know that I can reverse everything. I'd love to think that in, in time I can, I can reverse some of it. But I, I think so many times it's our health is something that we neglect, proper self-care and taking care of ourselves. Sometimes we just get caught up, don't we, in the busyness of life and caring for our kids and everything else. So. Right. Yeah. There's a saying that says you'll either um, focus on your health now or you'll be forced to focus on it later. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's very true. I'm in the latter category. I'll just I'll just be gut honest here today. I'm in the latter group. <laughs> so but I always am amazed because I see you posting out there and a lot in you take in the morning. Is that that seems to be when you normally do your running is in the morning. Tell us a little bit about yeah. your running and what, what you do with your Um, jogging and running? I run um, anywhere from two to five miles, usually an average of about three, five to six days a week. Mm -hmm. Um, I've done that for about a year, year and a half. Before that, I did it intermittently. Um, I started running when I was in college and then, you know, got into other, you know, exercise as well. Um, And so, but I run just about every morning and I jokingly call it my Prozac. Um, it just kind of helps get me ready for yeah. the day. And I feel like I can handle my day. Um, right. and you know, truly exercise does, um, you know, the science tells us that it, our body re- bodies release endorphins, which are the feel good hormones. Right. And so, yeah, you feel after you've exercised, whether it's a walker or a run or a bike ride, or even just, you know, people say yoga just makes them feel so much better. I'm not a yoga person, but even working in my garden, I just, I feel better after I've done that. So I do that about every morning. And while I'm running, I'm either listening to a podcast or music, or sometimes I'm chatting, panting and chatting with a friend on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I, I understand that. I, uh, I'm not quite where you are. I do, I do the, some walking, I do the treadmill at, you know, I go up to the gym and do the treadmill, but I haven't got in. I, I'm not yet jogging. I'm kind of like the guy who said, when I jog, everything jogs, but my feet. And that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at, Susanna. So you said you really got serious about a year and a half ago. Why was it a year and a half ago? What was pivotal about really getting serious about your health at that point? Um, well, I had already been um, being careful about my health prior to that. Um, I inherited some genes from someone, I think probably my mom and my grandfather, which lead ten, I would tend towards being diabetic. Okay. Uh, my blood sugar, um, it's called impaired fasting glucose. So my blood sugar, if I eat the wrong things, goes too high. And that's the early just precursors to diabetes. 
And I, I didn't want I didn't want to go that way. My grandfather ended up on dialysis and died as some complications um, mm-hmm. from dialysis. And I didn't want to go that way. So I'd already been eating uh, more low carb. I eat a lot of um, just real foods, a lot of, you know, low carb vegetables, meats, eggs, cheeses. I don't eat very, you know, I don't eat sweets. Um, I make my own um, in a low carb way. Um, so I'd already been doing that. And then in March of 2020, the infamous, infamous COVID-19 pandemic closed oh, yes. oh, everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, I was not working as much. And I just kind of felt more anxious and more uh, just, you know, uncertain about the future. So that was when I started running more regularly and it became, it just became a source of basically stability in my days and helping Mm me to be able to cope with my days. That was also when I started um, writing and watercoloring more as well, which you're, you wanted to ask about later. Sure, That's right. Well, let's just transition into that because that's, that to me is very fascinating. Again, following you on uh, Instagram, I saw some of the things that you were putting out there. So tell us a little bit about the, that development in your life and, and uh, just kind of what, how has that been helping you? And, and I think it's even been a blessing to other people, I'm sure. Yeah, I actually, a friend gifted me a watercolor set. Um, and I had dabbled in like pencil and, and sketching and stuff like that as a teenager. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I can sketch, I can freehand sketch and, and, but I hadn't really done much with watercolor. So I thought I'll give this a try. So I just started um, with my devotions in the mornings when I would read, I would just, okay. I just start trying some watercolors and I was, I was looking on Pinterest for ideas. And then I just started little by little as I, whatever I read in my devotions, I would kind of pull out of that and paint something that went with it and write a little something and posted it a couple times on Facebook and people were just like, wow, keep doing this. Please keep doing this. It really encourages us. Right. Um, so I, I did it almost daily for a while. Um, every morning I would, you know, look for something in my devotions. And then it actually, it actually forced me. I learned a lot that way because I started researching. So whatever I would read um, in my devotions, an, an example would be like, for instance, when I read about Hagar, And when Hagar was sent out into the desert, the angel of the Lord, I didn't realize it, but he came to her twice, not once in her lifetime. Right. And that's pretty amazing. Um, And and that I didn't realize that till I started researching and reading. I'm like, oh, he came twice to her and, you know, gave her that guidance. And so Mm -hmm. I I have a devotional about that, that I wrote about that. And um, it became a source of encouragement for me, as well as for a lot of other people. People would just Mm -hmm. respond, even people that didn't comment on my posts would later tell me, oh, it's just so encouraging. It gives me hope. So I, I did that almost daily for a long time. And then gradually as life got busier again, um, you know, I, it dwindled off a little, you know, so that I, I don't do it daily. Um, and then the last several months I've been kind of inspired to write a little more poetry. So some, sometimes I'll, you know, I'll just, I'll feel like, okay, I, a topic and then I'll write a poem about it. And sometimes I'll do a watercolor with it. Mm-hmm. But That's a, that's absolutely amazing. So so you would take, again, I'm just trying to, to, to kind of wrap my mind around this again. So whatever you were reading, you would try to find something in that study that the word, and you would then translate that into a watercolor picture. Yes. Something uh, that would go with it. And usually a word, you know, a word or a yeah. theme that would go with whatever that topic was. Usually I read in the Bible app 
I like to read in the Bible app. That's where I do most of my devotionals. And I'll, you know, I'll, I, I read through the Bible, but I'll also read a devotion, you know, a separate devotional. Um, and so whatever topic leaped mm-hmm. out at me that day was, mm-hmm. would be what I would usually, you know, that would kind of be my springboard. So okay. that's, that is so neat. Are you, are you thinking someday maybe about publishing some of this or you think you're going to keep it all online or, or have you dreamed that far yet? Suzanne? Yeah, I haven't really thought seriously about it. A lot of people have brought it up to me, but I haven't really looked into publishing it. I did print it out as a, I don't know if you've heard of chat books just okay. for yes. myself yes. so that I would have them in a hard copy um, in the event that like, two weeks ago, Instagram and Facebook completely went down and there went pretty much everything I'd written and, you know, <laughs> put on there. I mean, I still have the watercolors, obviously. Yes. But, yes. So. Well, that is great. And so again, back to our subject of, of healthy habits for the mind, the body and spirit. Um, you, you've touched on this. You've touched on the body. You've touched on the exercise, the things that you do to keep yourself feeling good, good, healthy habits for eating. And, uh, do you have anything you would recommend? Like while we're talking about nutrition and all, how could somebody really self-educate themselves enough to where they could start making wiser and smarter choices about what they're eating or the exercise they need for their body? What I often will tell patients when patients will, you know, say, I, I want to be healthier. I want to eat healthier. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I want to, try to, I want to try to lose weight or I want to try to control my diabetes or whatever. I usually will tell them very simply, eat what would spoil if you left it out on the counter. So if something comes in a box and you could leave it in the box for six months and it doesn't spoil, in general, that's not healthy for you. (laughs) Whether it's a box of crackers or, um, so if you eat, you know, so you think about it, what's going to spoil your fresh, foods, your vegetables, your fruits, your meats, your cheeses, your fresh dairy, you know, that's probably the simplest way to think about it. Share that again. I really like the way you, you shared that about, so what is it again? You tell patients about putting something out on the counter, say that one more time. So I say eat primarily the things that would spoil if you left them out on your counter for a week or two. That's great. I have never heard that. I think that's fantastic advice. And as far as exercise, probably the best thing to do would be to just start by walking. If nothing else, just get out in a brisk walk, 20, 30 minutes. Find something you can sustain. If running is not sustainable for you and you hate it, don't try to run. Mm -hmm. If biking is what you can sustain, do it. If you have a pool in your backyard, somebody in Florida or wherever, and you can swim every day, Mm -hmm. do what you can sustain. What's that's, enjoyable for you? Yeah, that's great. Because I think it is important that whatever you do has to be something you enjoy and it can be sustainable because I think we'll find out so many times at the beginning of the year, we make a lot of New Year's resolutions and we're going to, and we, and we take on things that we don't enjoy and we can't sustain. Right. And then we set ourselves up for failure. So right. for me, running outside is key. I can okay. get on the treadmill. The dreadmill. <laughs> I, I can go about a mile and I'm like, I am so uh, bored. Yeah. I'm so bored. Can't do this. So that's for me, it's sustainable yeah. to get outside. And, and I, even if it's, if it's 20 degrees outside, I'm still out there. I'm still that that's what I need is that outside movement. Oh, so. that's neat. So that's great. And 
spiritually, mind, body, and spirit, you, you, the reading of the Bible, it, you, it, it appears that you have a pretty dedicated devotional life, and that's something that, again, that you're sustained, able to sustain and really helps you. Is there anything else besides church attendance and, and your morning devotional time? Are there any other venues through which, uh, by doing this, fill in the blank, it helps me to stay spiritually healthy? Um, I think for me, um, prayer is a big thing. I, I'm kind of mentally praying all day long, okay. um, praying without ceasing, I guess you could say. And I'm not a person who typically deals with anxiety very much, but I've noticed as I've aged, and I'm not as young as you alluded to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm approaching 50. Oh. Um, but I've noticed that when things feel overwhelming for me, Mm-hmm. Um, it's important to focus on one thought at a time or one task at a time, mm-hmm. one, do the next thing, whatever is the next thing that needs to be done. Don't overthink into, okay, next week, next month, next, next year, this has to get done. Um, so for me, that's probably one of the biggest things for mental health in addition to spiritual health. And, and I incorporate prayer into that. I'm like, okay, God, you know, how, how am I going to figure this out? You know, you got to help me through this. That's, that's kind of all day long. That's so. great. Well, that does transition into where I wanted to go for just a little bit was about the, the mind, the become to stay mentally healthy as much as possible. And I tell me if you think I'm right or wrong, but as I look at the mind, the body and spirit, it's not like they're separate. Correct. They're intertwined, aren't they? Mm-hmm, they are. And if you neglect if one, one part of us is yes, yes. If one part's unhealthy, it tends to affect the other parts. Yes. Yeah. So I would say, even as a as a physician's assistant and working with patients, one of the things you have to look at is a, a very holistic approach to this person's health. Yes. Be- because oftentimes the problems are a combination of these three. They are. are American medicine has tend to be very specialized and disconnected. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's Western medicine. Now, if you look at Eastern medicine, they tend to see more holistically how the body works together with the mind and the spirit. And yes, you're exactly right. When one part of us is unhealthy, it really does affect everything else. So, um, so for mental health, um, routine is very helpful for me. So, Okay. Um, sticking to, and it doesn't mean that you have to always do the same thing all the time, but having a routine of things that you get done in a certain order and it, it just kind of helps organize things. Mm-hmm. And then relationships, your relationships with other people and, you know, your friends and that's so true. Mm-hmm. And then feeding your mind on whether it be the Bible, it'd be good books, you know, those, those mm-hmm. things help a lot for me personally um, with mental health. That's great. So. I, again, going back to what you said earlier about how you love to read and who would be like maybe some authors or even non-Christian uh, books, authors, what, what kind of, what do you like to read and what do you find is helpful for you? I know listening to podcasts and especially listening to hope along the journey helps you mentally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had to get that in there, but so, but what do you like to read? What, what, when you read it, when you have time to really read it, it does something for you. 
Um, I read a good variety. Um, I, as a child, C.S. Lewis was one of my favorite authors with Chronicles of Narnia. Um, right. And I've discovered that as an adult, there's a lot more there that I didn't see as a child. That's right, right. my favorite series. Um, although if you read the other C.S. Lewis books, you got a lot of mental gymnastics you got to do because he he got some deep stuff in there. So it depends yes. how, you know, how in depth are you reading for relaxation or are you reading to study? So C.S. Lewis is a, a read to study sort of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I, I do read I lead, like to read a lot of current like biographies, like people's lives and listen to, you know, the podcast. You mentioned that uh, about people's lives. I just listened to a podcast. Um, where uh, the uh, the particular author that was on there just I learned some things about him that gave me insight into why he had written what he had written. So I like to learn about people's lives as well as you know as far as authors go. Um, so let me think. Who else do I like to read? I I like to read um, as a child. I liked reading Ellen Montgomery. So that's a it's a non Christian series, but that's the Anna Green Gables and Emily of New Moon. Right, and she wrote right. a lot of different books. I still have those books, and I still read those from time to time mm-hmm. when I you know when I want to read and relax. Um, I just uh, subscribed to Kindle Unlimited, so I'm kind of branching out. There's like I'm like wow, I can read. Pretty oh much yes, <laughs> there's a lot out there. I'm just so, telling yeah. you, that's great. So, a lot of books out there that, you know, yeah. are, and so I, and sometimes I'll pick up books at thrift shops and mm-hmm. um, just, like I said, just different authors that I have enjoyed. I just read um, one by Rory Feek, who was, he's a, he was a Christian slash country singer. He still sings a little bit. And his wife, I don't know if anybody's familiar with him, Rory and Joey, his wife died of cancer mm-hmm. um, about 10 years after they married. And his, his biography was very um, interesting for me. So I like to read biographies a lot. Yeah. I think there's great benefit at reading biographies. And I, it's a shame that more people don't read them because uh, there's so much when you get below the surface to find out about people's lives that you can learn to incorporate into your own life as well and to learn from those lives. Right. Well, my, I've just really enjoyed this, Susanna. You've, done a, you've just been great and you've given us a lot to think about. But I told you before we started that I would set you up for this question. So here we go. We're, uh, we're there in Pennsylvania and a little, all the streets in Pennsylvania are narrow. So we're in a little narrow street in Pennsylvania, sitting in a little tea and coffee shop. You're sitting there with a friend and that friend feels like they're stuck. And they look at you and say, Susanna, you know, I I just don't feel like I'm in a healthy place. I feel like I'm stuck. I just you know, what do I do? How, how do I change my life? I don't like where I am. Now, I know that's a, that's a pretty broad question, but what would be maybe a couple of things you would say to them, Susanna, that would say here, well, let me just give you a couple of steps maybe that you could take. Well, I would just say, think about ways that you can um, make your day, whether it be, you know, a normal day, a work day, something to have hope. There you go. Hope along the journey. Um, so if, if we don't have hope of something, you know, we are, as the Bible says of all men, most miserable. Mm -hmm. Um, so what is it that can give you hope? Is it, is it having a faith? Is it, you know, getting into the Bible, studying the word, praying, getting a relationship with God, if they're not a Christian, Mm -hmm. um, getting into a 
an exercise routine, something that will just help them feel better for the day. Right, so whether right. that's a walk or that's uh, joining mm-hmm. a gym or it's um, learning some, you know, resistance training with some weights um, and then feed your body the right things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, grabbing a coffee and a donut might make you feel better for the first 20 <laughs> minutes, but all that white flour and sugar sends your blood sugar right up and then it drops right back down again. You don't feel so good in an hour and you know, you're, you're, you're star starving, you're famished and grabbing the wrong things. So, you know, little by little, learn to feed your body the right things. Yeah. So there's spiritual, mental and physical, I guess, all three tips there. I guess that's probably yeah. where I would start. That's great. And it's, and just kind of, I think just, and like you said, just take an initial step towards something that gives you hope, something yes. that where you feel better, start feeling better about yourself and about life in general. And because sometimes this matter of, of becoming healthy is a journey. It's yes. not, a, it's not flipping a switch, is it? Yes. It's not a ones and done thing. Yeah. Cause we yeah. didn't, we didn't get in an unhealthy place overnight. We're not probably not going to get in that healthy place, but yeah. establishing healthy habits is a great right. start. Isn't it? It is. Exactly. Well, Susanna, you are an inspiration. I'm just telling you, you're an inspiration well, and I appreciate all the, that you post and what you put out there. appreciate your support of the podcast and thank you. I know you're a busy mom and a lot going on in your life, but I appreciate you taking the time to record this podcast. Well, thank you for having me. All right. Keep listening. And one of these days, we'll have to get you back on again. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> and listeners, thank you so much today for listening to Hope Along the Journey podcast. I appreciate very much your support, your listenership. Keep sending those comments. I love to hear. I love, love to hear from you. And so send me a text message, an email. Just let me know what you're listening and what you like about the podcast. If you have any suggestions or anybody you think that would be a great fit for the podcast, why don't you reach out to me and let me know? I just would love to hear from you. Again, I remind you today that Jesus Christ is the hope of the world. If you look to Christ, you can find hope along the journey. God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you would like to know more about Hope Along the Journey, or if you would like to make a donation to show your support and appreciation for this ministry, then visit our website at hopealongthejourney.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you'll join us again for more Hope Along the Journey.